right hand of the Father in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every single name that's named. We are seated at the right hand of God. We're seated at the right hand of God. What they were singing is riches and honor, glory and power be unto you who is seated at the right hand of God. We have everything that God has. Seriously. Riches and honor. Put those words back up there because how many times have we gone over this when you're saying this? Honest to God, the... Um, Okay. You can be seated. <laughs> we wanted you to stand a lot today. No. <laughs> okay. So, blessing and honor, glory and power, riches and wisdom and strength. Not, not muscle strength necessarily, but spiritual strength. Go ahead. Be unto you. Be unto you who sits at the right hand of God. Jesus sits there, but we're in Jesus and we're in the Father. The Father is in us. Jesus is in us. The Holy Spirit in us. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in us. And if you're born, if you're born again, now everybody listen. If you're born again, Jesus is in you. You can go rob a bank and he's right there. He's in you. He's in you unless you really aren't born again. You can go commit adultery if you want. <laughs> and he's in you. He's right there. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are in you if you're born again. <laughs> unless you... That's almost... It's Okay, it... Uh, it isn't once saved, always saved either. No. So you can, but you really have to go through a real, you really have to reject. I mean, you have to get into satanic worship and go all the way. Anybody who gets satanic, you know, you can't. I have this lady actually rejected. She said, I don't want him. She was a pastor's wife. She had a beautiful voice, and she was beautiful. And everybody always told her, you could have made it in the world. She started going to bars. She started to sing and to have sex with millions of men, <laughs> different ones all the time. She became a prostitute. And, and you know, I, I'm serious. A bunch of pastors, including Kenneth Hagin, went to her, knocked on her door in a rotten old hotel, and they said, look, she said, I don't want anything to do with Jesus. I reject the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I don't want them. I don't want them in my life. She rejected herself. She was a pastor's wife. And she spoke in tongues. And she also did the gifts of the Spirit. She was, she was um, that story's in uh, Triumphant Church. Triumphant Church. That's experience. See, you can't... You, uh, do you really love him? That isn't my sermon at all. 
But see, I was feeling a dirge, like a, when I came in here. And I just, I, I feel that way too. My, I mean, there's a lot of times there's just, oh my gosh, I've gone through a two or three months or longer of just pushing and pushing and pushing through and feel like quitting and go, see now that's there that's because there's something going on there's more demons released trying to get you away from it because of what the united states is doing there's a lot of witchcraft out there that's that's why you're feeling it but resist it one of my people called last night and um and they were you know, well, it was the other night before. But anyway, they were calling. I mean, they were <laughs> crying and, you know, because no money, no job, no place. It's like it just everything going wrong. And, uh, and I says, hey, remember that press forward? Right. I mean it with all right. my heart. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what I always say? I says, hey, if you don't press forward, the shark is going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> And they knew what I meant right away. It's what, okay. So I had to talk to somebody really important about all this. And I, he says, explain what you mean to me. <laughs> that was somebody else that is going to minister to them. <laughs> okay. So I says, well, okay. I'm in a boat that's sinking over here. Remember that? <laughs> There's a boat coming to rescue me, but a shark. So a bunch of sharks are right in between it. And I've got to press to the point, which is press with stretch with all my heart. And if I don't, I'm going to fall in the water and not get to that other boat. So, see, people don't give up. I've been there too. But you can't, you can't, you go to him. You mean what you say. And I, okay, so... so this is kind of an important person. And he said, well, what did you, you tell him? Tell that person. I said, I said, praise the Lord, even though you're mad. You're mad at God. You don't feel like it. You're crying. You're depressed. You feel like giving up. Your body's hurting. You praise the Lord. Even if it's just I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord. I praise you, God. I praise you like Mark, you were exhorting that yes that's just how i felt right then you were picking up my spirit and you you praise the lord you do everything you can and you press in don't let it get you because it's trying to get you you see if you don't you don't feel that way about the lord are you really born again this isn't, we're not playing church. This is not just playing around. Yeah, you have to have some kind of a hunger and a want for, for God and what, what he wants for us. And then it becomes more fun. But you're seated, at God's done everything for you. Everything, I, you know, I just got to, and I, I mean, I don't, I've been told that too, and I go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so, I mean, I do the same thing you do, but you just, you have to, sometimes you got to work up the anointing, 
You got to work it up. And you got to praise the Lord. You got to push in there. You feel like giving up, but don't do it. Because God's got, you know why this is all happening? Because the devil is getting more scared at the point that you're being depressed and attacked and everything else is the point that he's afraid of you, that you're going to go on through. There's an open door. Remember, there's many adversaries. Here's the door. There's a whole bunch of snakes and demons, and, and they're stuck. I'm not going to let you through that new door. I'm not going to let you through. No, you're going to, you just go through. It says we tread. We take authority over demonic spirits and principalities and powers, and you go, get out of here. I, I tread on you. Uh, uh, smear you. <laughs> But you've you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there and done that. Yeah. And you, you start to command your body. Who's, who was it the other day? Did, their body was, someone, was hurting? Was it somebody in here? I don't know. Well, and and it, the pain left. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> was it one of you? I don't even remember. <laughs> Yeah, well, this was, yeah, this was, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference, but it just, just, it, it works. Well, okay, so I, and I am still going to, I know that I'm supposed to pray for people. Last, okay, Nancy Dufresne, okay, on, on Wednesday. I tell you what, we're getting some higher things on Wednesdays. Okay, so she was into Psalm 112. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go do this, but I mean that isn't. <laughs> but when I was sitting there, the Lord said, "Okay." It says uh, you could just quickly put it up there out of the King James. Praise ye the Lord. Now that's the very first thing you're supposed to do. Yes. You know what? I had a word from the Lord in. There was a, a prophecy one day, I get, you know, the, God was talking to me, and I wrote it down, and I typed it out. It was way back in 2013. You know what? The first thing he said, praise me first. Next, seek first the kingdom of God. I probably have it here. And what does this say? Praise the Lord. That means do that first. No matter how bad you feel, how mad you are <laughs> at the world or the situations or, or hopeless you feel, how much pain you have, you praise the Lord. You win battles if you praise Him. Yeah, you win battles if you praise Him. Yeah, like Jehoshaphat. See, that's all fun to always talk about all those things, but when the rubber meets the road, you have to do them. You have to be a doer of the word. <laughs> you know, I was just reading it. Okay, yeah, it was in 2014. In fact, it was July 3rd. <laughs> it's a word from the Lord. It says, Praise, first of all, praise and worship me, Jackie. Honor me. Yeah. 
and seek first the kingdom of God. How do you seek first the kingdom of God? The first thing you do is say, what does the word say about this? We're in the kingdom of God, but what does the kingdom of God say you should do? Okay, and then obey my commands about that. Say and pray. Say, you know what I mean? Say what, what you want, for I am God. If you do these, I'll do the rest. Isn't that simple? <laughs> Unchain my hands and my power by resting in me, and you will see yourself operating in a sweatless anointing. Do the first. What was the first thing he said to me? Praise God, worship me. Because <laughs> I was, for that's all I require. That's all he requires. And you will give me permission to pour out my grace. Pour out his grace on every situation. Receive this right now by faith, Jackie. Allow my power to work for you through you, for it shall. <laughs> so, you know, this is not just playing games and going to church and just doing whatever you want. See, if you don't read the Bible, you don't know what it says in it. Even the whole Bible, even the Old Testament, there's things in there it commands you not to do. And people, hey, people are doing them right and left, and they don't even know they're wrong. <laughs> read the Old Testament, too. Some of those stories. There's some stuff in there. <laughs> Sometimes you're practicing witchcraft and you don't even know it. People don't know this stuff, though, unless you get in there. My people perish from lack of reading the whole Bible. It's extremely interesting. You think homosexuality and woke and all that junk is new? Go to the very first chapter of the Bible. <laughs> It was all in there. <laughs> Those are old demons. And they're so old and you're, you know, strong enough to get rid of them. <laughs> you know a lot. And Jesus came. Said, and you know what? God's got a plan for you. Not your plan. His plan. In that plan. In that plan. According to, to uh, Ephesians 2.10 is... is is whoa, that plan has money in it, it has it has healing in it, it has all of it because you're in his plan. He redeemed us from poverty, sickness. I know I got pain, I got but see, you gotta fight. You can't just let him roll over you, run over you with a truck, and then get even a bigger cement truck. And roll over you again. And that's what's happening. And these are Christians. And it's sad because we're not being doers of the word. And half the time we're not doers of the word because we don't know what's in it. But if you would come to church, you would hear it. Seriously. I mean, this church is, is I'm telling you because I wanted to know. 
it isn't just this little stuff and you say it and then it's oh. nobody does it. What that just go back where you were. <laughs> you might as well because <laughs> it's a waste of time otherwise. It's all a waste of time. Be a doer of the word. Something else, there was something else. Okay, 112, I never did it. Okay, so it says, praise the Lord. That was the first thing you should do. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commands. Okay, this is what she said. She said, got three things in there. And I went, really? <laughs> she said, first, always praise the Lord first, no matter how you feel. And, and uh, you, okay, then you, you have to have a reverence and honor. That same thing he said to me. That's what I started to recognize. I didn't even realize that. He said, praise me, praise and worship me, honor me. Fearing the Lord means honor. That's the second thing he said. All of a sudden, it occurred to me, see, that's from 2014, and I had Chrisanne type it for me. <laughs> she was typing all kinds of stuff that I wanted to say every day and look at. I'm so glad she did because I look at that all the time and that was actually, you know, and then delight in his commands, what he tells you to do. Rejoice in the Lord always. Well, I'm crying. I know, and I feel I'm mad and I'm kicking. <laughs> nope, rejoice in the Lord always. Juice yourself, rejoice. Rejoice. It says it twice. And the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Yeah. Think and then see the mind is huge. Think on things that are truth. This is truth. Pure, lovely, honest, just. That whole thing, Philippians 4, 4, 4, 8, is a command. That's do my commands. That's a command. There's lots of commands in there. They're, they're not the Ten Commandments anymore because it said if you walk in love, then you'll fulfill all the Ten Commandments. I mean, they're still alive, the Ten Commandments, but you're not going to kill somebody if you really have the love of God. You're not going to steal See, what's in you if you're stealing and cheating on income tax and, yeah. you know, stuff like that? Yeah. What's in you? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. See, it's real. Those, the rest of the commands are like rejoice in the Lord always. Oh, okay. I was even going to start out with one of them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm... <laughs> I was going to review, the Lord said, review what you did last Sunday. Okay, but I'll, I'll do it in a different, a different way. Let's go to John, we'll just start at John 14. First of all, 15, verse 15 through 17. And this one, let's see. John 14, and it says, 
If you ask anything, I meant 15, really. John 14, verse 15, that was right. If, oh, I guess, let's, let, me, let me do it this way. How many people love God? Oh, everybody's going to raise their hands. If you love me, you will keep my commands. And the Amplified says, if you really love me, you're going to obey my commands. <laughs> and I will pray. Let's go back to the King James. For now, we're going to read both sides, I think. And I will pray the, the, to the Father, and he will give you another comforter. In the Greek, it's paraclete, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. If you're not born again, you can't receive the Holy Spirit. Because it's the world sees him not, Neither knows him, but you know him. For he dwells in you and shall be in you. See, are you really born again? Do you go every time a problem happens, do you run to the world and do the same old stupid thing that you were doing before you got born again? People do. I've seen it. It just operate in the flesh. See, this is what it is. This is truth. I don't care what the world says. I don't care if the greatest genius in the world, like Keith Moore says, the, the highest IQ in the world only knows one-fourth of a tablespoon of what God knows. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> only he, they know nothing. God created it all. But they're very intellectual, you know? <laughs> Anyway, I hope that wasn't imitating. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, now, now go jump to verse 21. <laughs> he that has my commands. Now, it, it, sure, the Ten Commandments, but, but we're talking about reading the Bible and saying what we're supposed to do. You, there's lots of commands in there, in the New Testament, in the epistles, especially. What are the epistles? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> the gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. See, and then, then there's the book of Acts, which is not finished. We're going to finish it. <laughs> and, and there's Romans, that's like an epistle, really, uh, but, but it's, it's general, remember, <laughs> remember Tina? <laughs> First time, no, I said General Electric Power Company. I went, no, this is how you get them in order. Galatians, Ephesians, <laughs> Philippians, and Colossians. Go eat popcorn. <laughs> That's the order they come in. Those are, some of them, those are epistles. And so is first that there's First Thessalonians and First Second Thessalonians, First Timothy, Second Timothy. You know, there's Titus, Philemon, Jude. You know, that, all those. You know, First John. I go for John, John, John. No, Peter, 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 John, John, John. <laughs> First Peter, Second Peter, Third Peter. 
first child, second child, Judah's in between them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, it's good to memorize. Those are, they're all informative of what we're supposed to do in the New Testament. Yeah. That's not going to change. That's truth. Yeah. This is truth, and it works every single time. Now, back to this, verse 21. Jesus answered, Judas said something about, um, oh no, he that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. How many people loved God? <laughs> you doing all of them? <laughs> and he that loves me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and I will actually manifest myself to him. Then go to verse 23. You know, Judas asked him something then. It wasn't Iscariot, though. Verse 23, Jesus answered Judas, not Iscariot, if a man loves me, whoa, he will keep my words. <laughs> and my father will love him and we'll come to him and we'll make our abode. We're going to live in him. See, then where did I go? Verse 24. He that loves me not does not keep my sayings. Do you even know what his sayings are? Have you ever really even looked? And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. It's the Father God. Jump to verse 26. Okay, no, wait, wait, well, we're going to halt that there. Let me read those three scriptures, though, especially like um, 15, 21, and 23. Out of the Amplified. Again, 15. Out of the Amplified. If you really love me, and I realize I've said this already, but if you really, really, and truly love me, you will obey my commands. Well, I said, rejoice in the Lord always when you feel bad. <laughs> I haven't always obeyed that. <laughs> I just wanted to get downright mad. <laughs> or, or downright depressed. Or cry. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, do you see what I'm talking about? Verse 21 says, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me and whoever really loves me is going to be loved by my father and I too will love him and show and reveal and manifest myself to him I will let myself be clearly seen by him just think he's going to not, not necessarily appear to you but you're just going to know you're going to know things and I'll make myself real to him Verse 23, and Jesus answered, what Judas said, let, let's get the question first in 22. Judas, not Iscariot, asked him, Lord, how is it that you'll reveal yourself and make yourself real to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word. He will obey my teachings 
and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home, our abode, our special dwelling place with him. <laughs> People are saying, oh yes, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. <laughs> Never read the Bible. They don't know what it's... There's a lot of, of false... Uh, please don't get into that. Because that's where religion starts. You just do religion. You're just doing the same old thing we did before. Never change. Now, give yourself a chance. We're not saying, but it's true. This is all in the Word. And you don't just blab it off. You look, what is it really saying? Those are commands. Now, here's the good news about this, though. In verse 26, and we're going to put up King James and, and the Amplified first. King James first. But the Comforter, or the Paraclete, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. The Holy Ghost hadn't come yet because Jesus, well, the book of Acts hadn't occurred yet. He shall teach you all things. If you're real, boy, you're taught. And he will bring all things to your remembrance. This is what, oh, he brings stuff to your remembrance. You think you're losing your memory? When you get to my age, you know, you forget something, you think, oh. <laughs> but see, I always say, Holy Spirit, you said you would put me in remembrance of the things I need remember. I don't need to remember how mean somebody was to me. I don't need to remember all the junk of the past. Okay. Now, this is what we went over last week. Now, in the Amplified. But the comforter, which means actually paraclete in the Greek, and it means all these names. It means, one of them is comforter. Counselor, the best counselor in the world. And he lives in you if you are born again. He's a helper. I'm going to go back over these. Intercessor. He'll pray for you. He's an advocate, a lawyer for you. He, he, well, we'll talk about that. Strengthener. He'll strengthen you to quit sinning or to, to get rid of depression, or to get rid of all this stuff, and he'll stand by you. He'll never leave you. These people, all these names are the Holy Spirit. It's right up there. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father God will send in my name. He'll send it in my place. In whose place? Jesus' place. See, they got to walk around with Jesus all the time. And he said, I'm not going to leave you helpless. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. I'm going to send the comforter, and he's going to come right inside you and, li and live in you. Wow. In my place to represent me, Jesus, and act on my behalf. That Holy Spirit will teach you all things when you start reading the Word. 
and he will cause you to recall. He'll remind you of and bring to you a remembrance the things that are in here, the things that he told us. It's true. Here's verse 27. King James first and then the Amplified. Because of all this, you're going to have peace. See, I'm not there either. <laughs> see, what I'm talking about is I see it in myself. I've gone through these things. I'm going, who are you? What are you doing? Come on. Be a Christian. <laughs> Slap myself. <laughs> I am, that's the whole thing. I've seen it. And I thought, shape up. Well, you know what? That, that guy... The, he was a, a different pastor, and, and he said, okay, I'm going to minister to that person. And he said, well, what did you say? I said, praise the, praise the Lord. Just say joy, 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 joy. Praise him whether you like it or not. Press forward and don't let the shark eat you. Just keep going. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And, and because then somebody else who saw him said, what did you say to him? Because he suddenly turned happy. <laughs> and then that other guy, <laughs> the, the other pastor said, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 praise the Lord. That's good, good, praise the Lord. <laughs> Do that, whether you feel like it or not. Because <sighs> I've been there and done it. And I can move out of it. It takes a while. And I'm mad and I don't feel like it. <laughs> I might be mad or I might be sad. You know, one of the two. Actually, depression is an inward form of anger. <laughs> it is. That's what it is. Um, so this is what happens. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, that's false peace. You know why the world, you know, the worldly peace is? Everything's okay now. I got the money, and that person's not mad at me, and I can do this now, and I got rid of this. See, everything's okay. That's not peace. You're peace just because it all came to be all right. You got to have peace when it's terrible. When there's bombs exploding around you. <laughs> Do you ever feel that peace? <laughs> Once in a while, yeah? You go, what is wrong with me? I don't even care. <laughs> and I usually do. <laughs> not right, what's not wrong with me, what's right with me? <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay, so... Not as the world gives. This is not fleshy, worldly, religious peace. <laughs> Give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Okay, so let's go into the Amplified. Peace I leave with you. It's Jesus' peace. My own peace, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to bequeath it to you. You inherited it. You actually inherited it. And you know what? He was tormented before the cross 
We went on the cross for that peace too. The chastisement of his peace was, of our peace was upon him, it says in Isaiah. That's what I mean. They, they did all kinds of junk to him. He had no peace, including, including they sexually abused him down in the basement of that, of that uh, whatever that was, the praetorium, I mean, that whole building. Because all night long, the soldiers were let free to torment him. He took everything. He did everything. He did it. Can you imagine? Ugh. Peace I leave with you, my own peace. <laughs> I give you and I bequeath it to you. I give it to you. Not as the world gives I, do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled and don't let it be afraid. Don't be full of fear. Stop allowing oops, yourself to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be full of fear. Fearful. You spirit of fear, get out of here. And intimidated by people or whatever. And cowardly and unsettled. Okay. So now just we'll do the, let's see, do I head up to... No, I'm going to keep going. Don't worry about that. Oh, jump to verse 30. Now, I want you, now I've always wanted, I've always talked about this verse when I discovered it, that you need to use it, but only out of the Amplified, because it is a gem. <laughs> First of all, verse 30 out of the Amplified. Okay, Jesus was talking. He says, um, he said to his disciples, I will not talk with you much more. For the prince, the evil genius of the world is coming. You know what, right there, that gives you a cue. The more you yak about something, the more you talk about it, how bad it is, you go bigger and bigger and bigger. You're, it's, you're eating it, like getting fatter with it. It just, it's, it gets inside you. I've been there, done it. That's why I know. <laughs> and if I probably, and I did goof up and do it again. <laughs> and I go, oh, I'm just pushing this inside myself. Don't. See, he's, that's why he didn't want to talk anymore. Because he thought the more I talk, the more I might slip up and the devil will, will be able and I won't go through with this crucifixion. I, I know that was why. That was like revelation knowledge to me, the very first sentence. Now, but listen to this. This is what you need to say. Okay, he's talking about the evil genius or the ruler. Oh, does it say it's the, it's the ruler of Christianity? What does it say it's the ruler of? Of the world. I'm telling you, people get to be Christians and they walk in the world. Most of the time you're making all your decisions in the world. Comes to money, comes to anything. See, we've got to walk, get out of the flesh and go into the word and see what it says. Granted, 
Now, see, there's, there's a place, like, like with, with um, sickness and disease, that, that, no, you saw me, I went and I got a hip replacement. Because I could not, I could not pick anything up off the floor. I couldn't even, something would fall and I'd be sitting in a chair and I couldn't, it hurts. I, I was, I was incapable. No, no, I didn't. But I thought, okay, my quality of life, I left it go, left it go, left it go, left it go. And then I thought my quality of life is getting worse, 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 worse. Harder to stand up here. This ain't worth it. I am going to fulfill my course. And my faith was not for a miracle right then. There is nothing wrong with that. We have a measure of faith that we have to go according to our faith. I thought, I'm doing it. <laughs> and and so, so you know, go to, go to the doctor, but go so far with stuff. You know, and it's just like I was talking about medicine. You know, whatever you have to do, do it, but not too long. <laughs> yep. So you know the limitation there. You know, just go by the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you when to stop or when not to stop or what, whatever. He'll tell you. It's just like with a cancer thing on me, too. All right? But not everybody should do that. Not everybody. You know, if you didn't have that, I had, you know, that, that was just a place. Okay, where was I? <laughs> okay. So go according to your measure of faith. And there's, there's a book in the, in the uh, bookstore written by Nancy Dufresne, Your Measure of Faith. Yeah. It's interesting, too. Okay, so, um, okay, that verse 30. <laughs> I'm not going to talk much anymore. <laughs> Sometimes you just better to zip the lip. Now, this is what I want you to claim, because this scripture, all scripture is for you. And he, Jesus said this. He has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. And he has no power over me. Now, I mean, I've told you this before, right? Use it. You go to that verse or write it down somewhere. Put it in your pocket. Devil, you are attacking me because this is not of God. And you have no claim on me. You have, I have nothing in common with you. Nothing at all. There's nothing in me that belongs to you. I belong to God and he lives in me. And you have no power over me. In fact, I got power over you. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Use it. Use it. That's so rich. You know, I read it more than once. And then all of a sudden I got, one day I went, boing. <laughs> we need to use it. That's why you need to read the word. Okay, now, okay. Okay, all that God could possibly do and be for you, the Holy Spirit is to you. He is for you. I'm going to repeat those names. Now, he lives in you if you know it or not, if you're born again, truly born again. He's your advocate. He's the one who pleads your case like a lawyer. 
See, this is one thing you speak it, though. This is one place where you can plead a case. Verse 30. And then, in fact, this is a good scripture to use, and I've given it to people when they have court cases. Uh, Hebrews 10.30. Now, it says, in the King James, it says, do it in the Amplified. In the King James, it says, vengeance is mine. And you think, <laughs> it was like Tony Anderson was ta talking to me about something. Well, he was, <laughs> you don't mind if I say that? He was getting a divorce. And his wife was going out with other, <laughs> you know, sleeping with other men. Okay. <laughs> so he said, and then, so he's getting a divorce. He said, I could do it. He said, I can say it right. This is 50 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, and then, so, and then, uh, I can't remember what, you became a Christian, you saw that scripture, and you said, yeah, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, take vengeance on her. <laughs> See, that was just a, me too. I mean, I used to think that's what it meant, with baby Christian. You know, see, when you're a baby Christian, but see, God can't. God is a good God. There is no bad. Know this. There is no bad in God. My, my mom and dad didn't mean it, but they kept saying, now you behave yourself, Jackie. God's going to punish you. Or God's going to punish you. God's going to punish you. That stuck with me. To this day, I'm trying to get rid of it. They didn't mean it. They didn't know any better. They were good parents. But, but there is no, none, no bad in God. None. None whatsoever. He took it all to the cross. Got rid of it. Took it down to hell. He, there's no bad in God. There never has been. <laughs> he only wants us to love. It's the devil who causes all bad things. Okay. So, Hebrews 10.30 says... For Okay, what is vengeance then? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. What happens is every, all the bad stuff that happened to you is going to be replaced. That's vengeance is mine for my child. I am going to replace everything that was stolen from him or her by the devil. That's what, you know, when I, when I really learned it was Bill Winston. I was listening to him, and he said that, and I went, oh, wow. See, isn't that good? God can't do vengeance on other people. He loves them. He died for them. He wants them to get born. He loves them all. He wants them to be, he wants that person that you want vengeance on, he wants, he died for them on the cross. And he wants them to get born again. Yeah. And that, you know, see, that's where we got to think about. Okay, so the vengeance is, I'll repay you for everything that, that you lost in that whole deal. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so now, Hebrews 10.30, finally. Yeah. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine. Retribution, retribution and the meeting out of full justice. You're going to get full justice. You're going to get back what was lost. Rest with me. I will repay you. 
I will exact the compensation, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge and determine and solve and settle the cause and cases of his people. Isn't that good? It's so good if you're in a law. law. I mean, if you're in a, some kind of a case, use that scripture out of the Amplified. See, and you got that Holy Spirit is a lawyer. He pleads your case like a lawyer. <laughs> and he's, now the other thing, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. He comforts you. Okay, so you start crying and, and you're depressed. You know what? I've, I've been there. And, and I go, oh, comfort me. <laughs> I go out and get my soft blankie. <laughs> or my kitty. <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Poor thing. <laughs> yeah, they comforted you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think you. Okay. The comforter. But he is. There's a few times I thought, oh, he's the comforter. Okay, comfort me. Comfort me, Holy Spirit. You know, go to him. Okay, he's a counselor. He's full of wisdom, and the wisdom is inside of you. That counselor is inside of you. And sometimes we have not because we ask not. You know, that, that's in James uh, 4.2. We have not because we asked that, okay, God, I need wisdom in this, in this situation. And I'm asking you for your wisdom. And he said, if you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you. Well, even in 1.5, James 1.5, it says that. If you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you liberally and upbraid not. He doesn't care if... if if you're in the wrong or whatever, it means I don't care what you're doing. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit is still inside you. Maybe you did something bad you need to repent for, but he'll still give you wisdom. And he might, his wisdom might be the very first thing is repent. <laughs> Forgive that person or whatever, you know. See, he's a counselor and he's full of wisdom. And he'll show you what's wrong and how you, how you can move out of it. He's a helper. He guides us. He teaches us. He does teach you. Remember, he gives you peace when there should be no peace. And he helps you then to pray. And that's why tongues is so good. Because we're praying that perfect prayer to God for the situation. And no, the devil can't understand you. And you know what? And he'll, you pray, you pray in tongues maybe, and then you, you'll know what the next step is to do. Okay? Then he's an intercessor. He literally will pray for you. That, my gosh, we got a maid. Just think, this guy lives in us. <laughs> Excuse me for, I didn't mean to... <laughs> dishonor him by saying guy. But uh, Romans, um, what do I want? 826, yeah. Romans 826. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. 
King James. Okay, likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Helper, the Intercessor, and all the names <laughs> will help our infirmities. Now, infirmities here means inability to produce results. You don't know what to do. It's not doesn't mean necessarily uh, sickness or hurts. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit Himself. Now it's, that's bad that it says itself. It is not. A, it's it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a real person. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, and I put, in intelligible language or words. That's tongues. And he will pray for us, but you've got to yield to that, too. You yield to it. We've got so much. So, okay, then he stands by you. He stands by you no matter what you're doing. He was ready to, to help. He wants you to help, and he wants you to say, help me. You know what? Maybe you're um, robbing a bank. He's still there. <laughs> He's in you. He stands by you and says, look, come on, I'm going to, the next word is strengthener. I know it. Isn't that amazing? He does not leave you. What am I going to do? <sighs> Got somebody inside who knows everything. He's God. He's God. God's inside of us. We got it made. <laughs> well, I mean, just think about this. Meditate on it. He, and he strengthens us. You know, you start to do what we said earlier. Praise God. Even if you don't feel like, well, I don't care. I'm mad. Well, praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. <laughs> praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. I love you. I'm sorry. See, it says, don't, wait a minute, don't, don't judge anybody according to the flesh. And God doesn't even judge us according, that's flesh. My anger was flesh. But I got in the spirit by doing what he says to do. I actually got clip earrings on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, look to the inside. He has all these names. Beautiful, beautiful. Whoa. We got to take advantage of this. It's like gold. See, when, when we're not strong in the flesh, and we're not, flesh is weak, icky. Look on the inside. Here's a couple of scriptures. Ephesians 6.10 says, don't put them up there yet. Don't, uh, I, just, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. If you have to say it a hundred times without stopping, that's easy. I am strong in you, Lord, and the power of your might. He, the Holy Spirit, is might. He's a spirit of might. <laughs> Joel, Joel, Joel 3.10, let the weak say I am strong. Here I am, uh, you know, I'm strong. 
It says, let the weak say I'm strong. Yeah. Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God within you is righteousness. Okay, I better practice righteousness, what God would do. See, don't just blab it off. Righteousness is peace. Whoa, I inherited that peace. You see, if you've meditated on that one scripture, you're going to know what peace is. You inherited it. Jesus was chastised for your peace. He was beaten. He was spit on by 400 soldiers, goobers, just, can you imagine? His hands were tied back here, and then they hit him on the head. Not just a couple of soldiers, the whole regiment. Got that from Rick Renner. He said a regiment was made from four to 600 soldiers. And they went by him one by one. <laughs> it says, save yourself. You know, and then, bang, the crown of thorns. And those crown of thorns were seven inches long. It's some kind of a, 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 a I looked that up, that grows in, you know, in Israel. Seven inches. Ugh. And blood's coming down and, and goobers and phlegm and people's phlegm. Yuck. 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 Okay, but that's what he did for our peace. And the words that they spoke to him too. See, all of this, if you blend it together, that's why, no, he, we inherited his peace. He took that, got that peace for us, and we've got it inside of us. We've got to stir it up. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. But if you never stir up that Spirit, the, the fruit won't go, grow. See, that's all, that's all with it, too, the fruit of the Spirit. And that fruit, though, is just, it's injected inside of you when you're born again, but you have to practice it to make it grow. There's, there's so much to this. See, and I think about that, okay? And joy. Joy is one of the, the second. Love. First, joy is second. Joy. But see, if you're righteous... And you really practice this word. That's, that's what righteousness means. You're practicing the word. <laughs> then you're going to have peace. And you're going to have joy. No matter what's going on. I mean, I'm not there, but it goes in order. And that's, it, it is. And the final is joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. And then, I, I'm not, the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's another scripture. If you would just look it up, like all the ones, I'm strong in the Lord, look up strong, and a concordance and all that. Okay, see, just all of this together, think of he's living in you. John 16, 13 says, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. I don't care what the doctor says. Yes, they might be able to diagnose it. But this is truth. This is truth. 
And that spirit of truth comes to live in you for a reason. And he'll guide you into all the truth. But if you never read the word, you never look into the word, you don't feel like listening to the sermons. Listen to them. He'll guide you into truth and you'll get it. You'll start, you'll start to get it. <laughs> See, where is the Holy Spirit? He's not in your head. But worldly knowledge is in your head. Reasoning is in your head. Analytical stuff's in your head. But he's in your spirit. Oh, hey, can you put up that chart? John, do you know what chart I mean? Spirit, soul, and body. Can you find it? It's still on the computer, is it? Okay, there it is. I want you to know this. There's, uh, some of you know it, but there are some people who might not. This is before you're born again. Now, you do have, you are a spirit being, right? You have a soul, and your soul is not your spirit. Your soul is your mind your will, and see, sometimes we do our own will and emotions, and we just let our emotions go. Been there, done that. And you live in a body, the outward part. The body is just gives you the right to walk on the earth. You know that, that Satan doesn't have a body, and, and God doesn't either. So that's why he wants to come to in our bodies and use us. They both want to use us. Who are you going to let use you? <laughs> oh, Satan loves to use Christians. <laughs> anyway, this, your spirit man is ruled by the devil. Your father is the devil before you get born again. This is the truth. This is the truth. Whew. When I stop and think of it, Jesus even said it, John 8, 44, don't put it up there. But he said, talk to the, the, the priests of the day who are ruling the churches. Yeah. He said, your father is the devil. Yeah. Yep. Whoa. If some, and, and somebody preaching from a pulpit, if they're not born again, their father is the devil. And all they're giving you is head knowledge and the anointing, the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God's not in the words. See, it's him speaking. And so, before you're born again, your spirit is black. However, the second you say, come into my heart, and I really mean it, I want you to be my Lord and Savior, bang, it turns white. There's no learning to it. There's nothing. The spirit part just, you can't, they say you can't even snap your fingers as fast as it happens. But God knows the difference if you mean it or not. And you have to say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Can't just do one of those. <laughs> Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay. Then, though, your soul is the area that if you don't get into the Word of God after that and read the Bible... If you don't, you're going to act like the world because you've been programmed all this time for your decisions by the world system. I don't have any money. 
Well, I better go here, and I better go there. I better bribe somebody, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you're never, ever going to even try to, to go. But, but so you have to renew it and get into the Word so you know what the Word says, like a few things I said today. And some of you know that. But when you're a baby, you can't, you can't just say, I'm going to put again. No, and you never look at this. And you have a want to, too. Something's wrong if you don't have a want to. Sorry. But, and you're in a mind intellect. Your mind is your intellect. And you might get too intellectual because it pushes out spiritual stuff. It's okay to be intellectual, but not, you have to put God first. And you have a free will. God gave you a free will. Well, why don't God do something about it? Go save my child. God can't. They, everybody has a free will. You have to pray. Pray away darkness from them, people from them, demons from them. All three. Say, God, take that person out of their life or that I bind that demon and stand in their gap. You know, and uh, uh, I ask the Lord of the harvest to put laborers in their life. Yes. Amen. See, not just because he said, <laughs> okay, so, okay, and then there's emotions. And we can let our emotions go to a point where we never believe God. Yeah. We have to get them in control. And the more you get into revelation knowledge of this word and some of the things that I just said today, the more your emotions will get in line with the word. And you can be healed. How about every name that is named? He's far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that's named. Names of sicknesses and diseases and psychiatric problems and everything. Every name that's named. The word is true. If he, that's why we ask you to say, open the eyes of my understanding. Flood my heart with light. Ephesians 1, 16, at 2, 23. Every day, every day, every day. Meditate on it. You get more and more and more and more and more. You even realize the resurrection power of God is in you. <laughs> you can raise the dead when you can get that in you. I'm not there, no, but I'm, I understand these. I mean, these things are like, okay. So you got to get into the word in order for your soul <laughs> to get anywhere. <laughs> you do. And then your body gets in line. See, your body either obeys your spirit or your soul. <laughs> I bow to you. Who are you bound to? But see, that's important to know that. I, I, okay, I, I was telling Pastor Ike that I didn't get to go to Ramah, and I wanted to really bad when Kenneth Hagin was there. But my daughter had gone, and she gave me all her books. I asked her. <laughs> so, and I thought, I don't know where to start. And I was so hungry. 
And you know, I could just cry because I know the Holy Ghost made me look in that book. And it was called Spirit, Soul, and Body first. And I went, oh, I didn't know that. That accounts for people who become Christians and don't act like Christians. <laughs> then I knew why. That was the first book. And I was so excited because I found that knowledge. See, you think you know stuff. You Do you really? <laughs> okay, so see, this is what I mean. This cannot be to go to a theological school and, and uh, get degree after degree. And if you're not born again, it's nothing but intellectual head knowledge. See, the Holy Spirit is in your spirit, not your head. And that makes you the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to go back over these scriptures. Go to 1 Corinthians uh, 3.16. Amplified, I think. <laughs> I'm going back over them. This, it helps to be spirit-filled, too. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Oh, my gosh. It's getting, I only did one page of notes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, King James says, Know ye not, you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Amplified says, do you not discern and understand that the whole church at Fremont are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you, in your body. Collectively, as a church, it's important we get together and also individually. Okay, go to... Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. And I'm, we might... Here, let me see something. Let's go to 15. Verse 15 instead. Do you not see? I amplified. And no that your bodies are members and bodily parts of Christ, the Messiah, once you're born again. Am I therefore to take the parts of Christ and make them parts of a prostitute? Nope. Never. Never. See, even when you go into the ways of the world, you're, you're prostituting your Christianity. But it goes both ways. Committing fornications or adultery. Yeah. Or do you not realize that when a... See, everything's in the Bible. When a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her. There is actually no other sin where it's connected like that. And demons can pass and transfer back and forth. In that area, like a prostitute who sleeps with the, or a man, and there's a lot of demonic spirits in him. 
That's what happens. The two it is written shall become one flesh. Now this has spiritual and physical meaning. But the person who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun immorality and all sexual looseness. Flee from impurity in your thought, word, or deed. Pornography. Any other sin which a man commits, it's one outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. God's living in there if you're born again. Do you not know that once you're born again, your body, the next verse, is the temple, the very sanctuary, the church building <laughs> of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God. You are not your own. You are owned by God. Verse 20, you were bought with a price, purchased with the preciousness and paid for. He paid for you with his blood. And he made you his own. So then please honor God and bring glory to him in your body. It's just like it was saying, we were singing, lift holy hands. I thought, it's telling us to lift holy hands. I'm going to lift my hands. <laughs> I don't feel like it. My shoulder hurt. I don't care. <laughs> In fact, that pain went away because I did it. <laughs> That's something else I was going to mention, too. Go to 2 Corinthians 6.16. I think it's a different verse, though, that I'm probably going to start. Mm, I know I said them last week, but I, 2 Corinthians Um, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It's just best you don't hang around them even though. This goes for um, men and women, boys and girls, <laughs> and business people. Don't make them, don't you get in partnership with somebody in business, well, I want to I wanna go and <laughs> you're going to be sorry. They might want to cheat, and you don't, and they're going to ruin your business. Okay, that's just a little sideline. <laughs> Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. I used my son. Mark was going with someone who was a Christian, good Christian, However, her father just would not believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Of course, I don't think God really wants that, you know. Anyway, but that wasn't God's plan anyway for you. But that is even being unequally yoked. Someone who's going to protest the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's unequally yoked. Yes, it is. You're going to have trouble. Do not make mismade alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them. Inconsistent with your faith. See, the answers are in the book. 
For what partnership has right living and right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness? He actually calls them iniquity and lawlessness. Or how can light have, he calls you light and they calls them darkness. Wow. What harmony can there be? Whoa, listen to this one. Between Christ and Belial, or Belial, the devil. He calls them the devil, but they are. Remember, Jesus said, your father is the devil. Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? They're unbelieving. What agreement can there be between a temple of God? You are the temple of the Holy Ghost and an idol. For we are the temple of the living God. And as God said, I will dwell in and with and among them and will walk in and with and among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. So come out from unbelievers. Separate, sever yourself from them, says the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing. For I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and my daughters. So wow, the Holy Ghost is a real person. And he comes to live in you when you become born again. And he is the spirit of the Father and the Son. And they're all one. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But actually, the Father God lives in you. The, the, Jesus lives in you. And that makes the Holy Ghost. And he's a real person too. And you know, I, I said it last week. I think we'll just skip for right now. But Ephesians 4 29, it says, don't let corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Now get this part. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. He has to stay in there. He sees you committing fornication, you know, young people just having sex together. You're not supposed to do it until you're married. And, um, and but he it it grieves him. <laughs> I looked up grieve one time and it means cry. <laughs> and he has to sit there and put up with it. <laughs> with with <laughs> it's the truth. He can't get away because he lives in you. <laughs> That's huge. I mean <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, oh. or you know, maybe you're robbing a bank. Or doing some some sin, you know what? And he lives in you. <laughs> he never, never, never leaves you unless you totally say, I, I, I reject you, I don't want you, and I mean it. And then you might not even mean it. It takes a lot to get rid, I mean, of, but, but, but it's possible. <laughs> some of the, those groups that turn satanic <laughs> okay Be but because of the holy spirit you have an unction of the holy one and what's an unction means anointing see you're born again you got an anointing inside of you and you know what you know what that equals an anointing is the power of god poured on flesh your flesh rubbed in, smeared all over like suntan lotion. <laughs> it's the burden-removing, yoke-destroying, 
devil-crushing, mountain-moving power of God. You got it. Use it. See, the word Christ, the anointed one, means anointing. Christ means anointing. And you have Christ living in you. So the anointing is in you. And it, it won't leave you nor forsake you. Okay? And go to 2 Corinthians 1, 20 through 22. I just, I just want to show you this too. 1, 20 through... Yeah, 2 Corinthians. Let's go to... Um, what? Yeah, 22. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Go, to, go into the uh, Amplified. For as many as are the promises of God, they're in the Bible, they all find their yes answer in him. All his promises are yes to you. He'll give them all to you. For this reason, we need to utter amen, so be it. To God through him in the person and by his agency of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God. But it is God who confirms verse and makes us steadfast, establishes us in joint fellowship with you in Christ and has consecrated and anointed us. You're anointed. Enduing us with the spirit of the Holy Spirit. You got him. You're born again. You got him. Use him. He is all these things. He's injected fruit in you. He's, he's made you. You have to have the Holy Spirit first when you get born again to prepare your wineskin to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The fullness with the evidence of speaking in tongues gives you power, boldness. If I didn't have him, I couldn't talk this way. <laughs> He has also, well, you know what? Okay. He has also, forget all that stuff in between, put his seal upon us. He sealed you. And giving us his Holy Spirit in our hearts as a security deposit and guarantee of the fulfillment of the promises. All this stuff, and there's more than, I mean, I told you a few of them in the New Testament. There's lots, 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 lots more. So you always have the anointing because the Holy Spirit lives in you, and he will help you in the every area of your life. And hey, get ready, Jeremiah 33.3, King James Version. But you have inside information. No matter what's going on, no matter how d deep and dark it is, some evil soldiers from Iran, <laughs> gotcha, and they're going to torture you or rape you if you're a woman or whatever, okay? So here it is, is this, yeah, call unto me. Holy Spirit, you're in me. Give me wisdom. Be my helper. Be my advocate. Be my, you know, all the things. My strengthener. You're standing by me. It says, call to me and I will answer you 
and I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. You just watch. I'm going to get you out of this place where they chained you up. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> perfect answers are inside of you. And the anointing of spirit, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is an illuminating light. It's illumination. Like we got brighter lights in here. It's illuminating power that helps distinguish between truth and error. And a lot of times people think some of the error is truth. See, and to receive that guidance and knowledge by the Holy Spirit is to know truth in a way that human instruction cannot provide. You know truth in a way that no human flesh could, could instruct you on. It's a revelation. And there's a difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Huge. Only the Holy Spirit is able to bring that revelation impartation to your heart and spirit. And you understand. Just like I, I, I would, Kenneth Hagin said, read um, Ephesians 1, you know, 16 through 23. Every single day I heard him say it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to. Well, it took me years, though, to get revelation. Now, it isn't going to take you. You aren't, you know, if you're new, you're not, you're not, you don't have to go through that long time because the revelation's coming faster and faster. See? Man, I got the power, same power in me that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what, that's what it says in there. You're, it's, you're full of power. Uh. Okay, so only the Holy Spirit, though, is able to bring that revelation. Well, you may say, I don't feel him. He is in you just as much when you don't feel his presence as when you do feel his presence. He can't, he can't leave. He probably wants to sometimes. <laughs> and if he came and went, he wouldn't be abiding in you. See, believe the Bible in faith. That's what I was talking at at the beginning. If he told you, I don't care, you feel rotten and you feel, you know, sad and angry and everything else. And you know what? You just do what he says. Praise and worship me. Honor me. Seek first the kingdom of God. Same thing, 112. I never finished that. Those of you who weren't here, she said, there's a whole bunch of promises in Psalm 112 after that. But if you don't do verse number one, none of them will work. None of them will work. And see, I've been claiming those. You can say wealth and riches in your house. You never tithe. You're not going to get it. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, that, that's just one thing. None of them will work. Um, so, uh, if okay, do what Paul told Timothy. Uh, Timothy was a, a young pastor, and his people were leaving a lot. They were constantly leaving his church. You know why? Because Nero was literally, he was persecuting Christians. And Nero was so evil. So they didn't want to even admit they were Christians. You know what he would do? He would take them. He'd tie them to a pole and put, they'd put gas or whatever on him and light him on fire so he could sit in his garden with light. 
And he would sit there and watch him burn to death. He was... Oh. Okay, so 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. Do I, do I finish this? So you, I understand. I mean, if that was happening and the mayor was doing that here in Fremont, you're probably thinking, I don't think I'm going to church anymore. <laughs> See, that's 2 Timothy 1, 6. First. Amplified. This is why Timothy, Paul told Timothy, this is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame, and keep burning the gracious gifts of God, the inner fire that was put in you by means of laying on of hands. But you've got that Holy Spirit. Stir it up. Stir it up. Next verse. For God did give you a spirit timidity or fear of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear. He gave you a spirit of power. He gave you a spirit of love. He gave you a calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. That's what he gave you. See, fire is a type of the Holy Ghost. And John said, I baptize you with water, but one mightier than I comes, the latchet of whose shoes I am not unworthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Acts, and I'll read these. I wrote them out. Acts 2, 3 and 4. And there appeared to them cloven tongues. Cloven means clean, as of fire. And it sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, as they yielded to the Spirit. Yeah. Romans 12, 11, Paul told the church, be fervent, hot, burning with the Spirit. Yeah. Fervent means passionate, hot, burning, glowing. In other words, maintain, maintain the spiritual glow. God gave you the fire. He gave you the anointing of the Holy Ghost inside of you but it's up to you to do something about it and to maintain it to stir it up Amen. stir up the embers yeah. and inner fire when you feel like just giving up say no i won't give up god is in me ha 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 devil you might ha 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 yeah i mean you can go from that to that been there and done it. Amen. Romans 12, 11, yeah. Never lag in zeal and earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning, burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. The opposite is dignified and cold. I said this. And unemotional. Shh. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, listen to me, but, 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 oh my gosh, my nose is going to run, my mother would go. She gave me a Kleenex. Don't move. But see, be dignified, cold, you know. I mean, it's like, 
Father God. Yeah. Is that really coming from your heart? And it could be. I'm not, you know. See, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is fire. And we're supposed to be a glow and full of fire with the Spirit. You stir it up with praise. You stir it up with praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, boy, I have too much. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. In Matthew 11, 12. Would you put it up there? I didn't write it out. It says, actually, the violent take it by faith. So God allows violence. And from the days of John the Baptist until this present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault of persecution. And violent men like us, we're the violent men. We cease it by force as a precious prize. I'm not letting it go. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought. We want to walk. It says we're, we're all part of the kingdom of God. That's another thing you learn by reading the Bible. We've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom. God's dear son, Colossians 1.13. This is truth. So we're in the kingdom. We're, we're ambassadors on the earth. We're supposed to be telling people about God. We're supposed to disciple people. Not just go, I'm a Christian, and now I'm just going to do my own thing. Selfish. We need to reach out. We need to reach out, you know. It's a share. We have a share in that heavenly kingdom because we're, it even says we're citizens with citizenship rights. See, and it's sought with most, it's supposed to be sought with ardent zeal and intensity, with fire and stirring it up when we're, we don't feel, see, so God allows violence, not a destructive one. This violence takes what God has provided and takes it and uses it. So see, we are healed. We have authority over demons. We have authority over everything. And be bold. We aren't to just passively sit by. And wait for God to send something our way. Come on, we're above that. We're the ones who have to do. He's done it all. He's, he's done his part. He's waiting for us to do our part. Open your mouth and be violent. <laughs> See, boldly take, boldly take what he's provided. Or the devil's going to steal it. Oh, look at those passive Christians. <laughs> we're going to get them. So stir up the Holy Ghost. You're not left helpless. You have all those names in you. You have all the fruit in you. You can speak in tongues. You've got the blood of Jesus. Claim that blood. You've got the authority over demonic spirits and principalities. You tread them underfoot. This is basically, all this ways is how you're led by the spirit. See, your spirit band it's called a candle or a spotlight or a lamp of the Lord. And when you go there to that spirit, he'll lead you. And and I, I was going to go, well, I have another set of notes going, says go. And the next thing is, how do you follow the inward witness? And we'll do that. We're just going to do it next week. Then. Amen. Okay, just one thing. Okay, if you have... Just 